guess what? Yeah. You know, bees? Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, (laughs) they love cannabis. Really? Yeah, and it could help restore their populations. Are you kidding? They're so stressed out, they need a a smoke. Welcome to Hey You Know It. My name is Jaquetta Sotmar, and I'm here with my co-host, Katie Kazmier. Hey You Know It is a podcast that tells you how it is or how it should be. You can listen to Hey You Know It on iTunes, a new episode every Monday. And here they are, Jaquetta and Katie. Advice on Advice is a segment where we find advice on the internet that stinks. And it's unqualified. And we improve upon it by giving our advice on the advice. So we're back again with Dear Colleen. Oh, Dear Colleen, this is a... Yeah, she's it's a juicy uh, British agony aunt. Dear Colleen. <laughs> Juicy British egg. Yeah. Juicy. I ruined my friendships with school moms after an affair. Dear Colleen, I'm a woman in my 30s and split with my husband a few months ago after I had an affair with one of the dads at my children's school. Oh, way to go. It was a big mess sure. and very stressful. The affair is now over and my ex-lover has taken his kid out of the school and he's trying to make a go of his marriage. Oh. Yeah. I've been left with nothing. Well. But what's worse is that some of my so-called friends have gone cold and are keeping their distance. Well, they're, look, you're a man stealer. What do you <laughs> yes. want? Okay. Another mom at school commented that they were probably worried I'd be after their men. Yeah. Well, I mean, well. <laughs> which left me feeling hurt. Well. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, this is how I felt when I was reading it. Like, okay. I couldn't even read it to myself. Um, I'm not some kind of sex-crazed man-eater. I just had a connection with this guy, and my own marriage wasn't going well at the time. And by the way, now her marriage is over. So <laughs> she's even a bigger threat. Yeah, no Because kidding. she's got she's nothing to lose. Yeah, she's right. not left with nothing. I do regret what happened, not least because of the impact on my children. So the other guy took his kid out of the school. And he's like, he wised up and did. And yeah. He's like, what? Um, so what? So the other children are like, your mom's a hu-. like. What's going on? I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they hear things at home. Like, yeah, that's true. You know, man, mother, uh, no husband, good, wrecker, or whatever. House wrecker. Take that kid out of school and yeah, go yeah. fresh and move and go like to another planet <laughs> yes. or something. I don't know. I do regret what happened, not least because of the impact on my children. But should I keep? Should I keep being punished for making my mistake? I've noticed a group of local friends have been out a couple times without me, and it feels childish. Do you have any suggestions on how I can go about repairing my reputation? So, the, when, let me just go back to the, I do regret what happened, but should I keep being punished for making a mistake? That's not up to you. Mm-hmm. The, the people who are punishing you, they can choose to continue punishing mm-hmm. you or not. You can choose to care about it or not. Yeah. But it's not up to you to tell someone, like, I think it's enough punishment for now. Yeah, it's as much punishment as is going to happen. Yeah, you have you have no control over that. Right, right. And so the thing, like, you know, when you do something wrong, she has to admit that that was wrong, and she's sorry, sure. and not do it again. She like there, but no one has <clears throat> to um, accept that apology. Mm-hmm. And they're in their thirties. I'm imagining that children are not that old. Mm-hmm. I can I can <clears throat> see the other moms being a little like hesitant. Yeah, because. It's a group of friends. Mm-hmm. So she had an affair with one of her group of friends' husbands. Yeah. 
So how, what's the trust going to be like now? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That's it. And she didn't even end up with a dude. So it wasn't like it was one of those things where it's like, you know, they, they were, really had it. They, they had were, something. Yeah. And it was like mm-hmm. the marriages were, they were over. Yeah. And they just had to go through yeah. the, the paperwork. Of he the was going through something. a tough time. She was going through a tough time. He has gotten on with his life after having this affair. She has got, you know, mm-hmm. nothing now. The hus- her husband's gone. Her ex-lover is mm-hmm. gone. I'd say, for the sake of the child, remove the child from the school. Please do if the child's and, getting heat. And and maybe just move away from the area, like a couple of hours away or more. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying get out of here and you're, you're garbage or anything, but just like you really did Start something. Start new. Yeah, there's no really making other people treat you differently. No. And after this, I don't, no one, you would have to find a completely new group of friends. Of friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't think that these... So for me, like, I'm not conservative on a lot of things, but, like, that's pretty low. Like, okay, so you wanted to have an affair. Maybe don't do it with your circle of friends. Yeah. Maybe go to a bar. And or, realize, like, yeah. Or go. have some discretion. Yeah, go elsewhere. Everyone knows about this. Right. Like, how did that happen? Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. You know, like, why does everyone know about your affair? Yeah. I thought the whole thing of an affair was that, it's you know, secret. you keep it small. Yeah. So really the only people that should know about this are, well, the people in the affair and maybe their partners. Mm-hmm. But the children should not know. Yeah. Other people should not really know. Yeah. I don't know. And the guy had to take his kid out of school. Yeah, this is a thing where I don't think she's being honest with herself no. on this at all. No. Like, say, like the expectations of, and the, like the just... What she really did. So when and there's only really, you know, two people in the, or four people in this. <laughs> when people talk about the, uh, well, I'll read the advice in a second. But when people talk about like, how can I repair? Remember, that's you can't. You know. can't that's your reputation. Yeah, your your reputation is somebody who, maybe now it's only a year mm-hmm. ago. It'll be five years ago, ten years ago. Fuck somebody's husband uh, out of the group of friends. The guy ended up staying with his wife and took the kid out of school. The kids are traumatized by this, and now everybody knows. That's your reputation. Your reputation is based on what you do. Yeah. (laughs) Otherwise, I mean, that's what a reputation is. Yeah, it's like... So whatever you do... That is your reputation. Yeah, they didn't make it up. That No one's lying and saying, ah, you're going, you know, you slept with someone's... Like, Mm -hmm. you did it. Yeah. That's that's your reputation. Your reputation is someone who um, either thought it was okay or didn't think it things through clearly and had an affair within your circle of friends. So let's see what dear Colleen says. Colleen says. Colleen says, yes. Perhaps if there's one friend you're closer to, you could talk to her and explain how you feel. Say you've realized you've made a mistake and that's had an impact on people's lives, but got into it because you were unhappy and maybe that'll filter down to the others. Maybe. Maybe. I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> a lot of people aren't happy. Um, however, if you think you have to, ex- I think you have to accept the fallout from something like this can take time to repair. Some people won't be as forgiving as others, especially if they were also friends with your husband or the wife of the guy you had an affair with. Oh, I didn't even think about that. They might have liked the husband as well. Yeah. You know? Um, and the, the, the men, the husbands might not be happy about this either. Right, right. And you so know? it's like they're at the school, they're trying to raise children, have a community and stuff. And you have to feel relatively safe. Yeah, that comfortable. That you're not being, <clears throat> you're not in a viper's nest versus yeah. like. But but also, I mean, <laughs> some people, and I'm, I'm like this too, I'm just not in for drama. Mm-hmm. You know, this sounds like a lot of drama yeah. that I don't, I don't want. 
I have to admit, if one of my friends had an affair with another friend's husband, I'd question how much I could trust our friendship. Yeah. Yeah. I think what you can do for yourself is accept what happened, push through, and move on. Learn from it so you don't ever put yourself in that situation again. Even if you're unhappy in your own relationship, it doesn't give you the right to ruin someone else's. People get over most things in time. It's not like she ruined her own relationship, though. The other relationship is fine, yeah. as far as we know. Uh, people will get over most things in time. Plus, I'm sure there'll be another scandal during the rounds at some point, which will be the talk of the town, and you'll be forgotten. Oh, I don't know. Maybe, mm. maybe not. It's um, the weird thing about the children knowing. <clears throat> that doesn't go away. Yeah. It really is going to affect the children. Mm -hmm. You know, and if, if in, in the community, if you stay in the community, it's going to follow you. Like, I think about how, yeah. about, like, the drama and... People will bring it up later and be like, watch out for so-and-so. Yeah. Now she's single. Yeah. I mean, it's not at the top of everybody's mind as the years go on. Sure, but, but it's there. it's there. Like, oh, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah, she did this. It's there. It'll be one of those things where, like, oh, what about, like, um, you know, what about Anastasia? It's like, yeah, we mm -hmm. don't really hang out with her anymore. Why not? Well, yeah, it was a long time ago, but... Oh, I met Anastasia. Like, I'm, I'm the new person in town. I met Anastasia. Why don't we take, have her come to the party? Yeah, well, well no, we don't no. really hang out with her anymore because of this thing that happened yeah. a couple of years ago. So, But you can hang out with her. Yeah. Just don't bring her. Just, just don't bring your husband around. Her. I know. God. So I think, again, Colleen. Okay. I'm giving a thumbs up for Colleen. I like what you said. Okay. All right. Yeah, that advice on good. advice is okay. All right. All right. What do you have? Guess what? Yeah. You know bees. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, those. <laughs> They love cannabis. Really? Yeah, and it could help restore their populations. Are you kidding? They're yeah. so stressed out. They need a they need a smoke. Yeah, they're huge fans. It turns out bees are huge fans fans of hemp. Okay. And um, what do they do with it? They found that the taller and larger the hemp plants are, the bigger the number of bees that will go after it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this is <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> found out by a study done by Colorado State University. <laughs> like, what's going on, man? Yeah. Fuck, bees are going nuts over here, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? A study proved that bees are attracted to cannabis big time. They have to, scientific. <laughs> what, there's no jargon here. The attraction comes from the plant's plentiful store of pollen. I didn't know that. Yeah, this opens the door for scientists and researchers to figure out new and different ways to support and build the struggling population. So I don't know that much about the hemp being grown. I know about the you know hemp rope, hemp clothing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've ever even seen pictures of hemp fields or anything like that. Yeah, so I, I didn't know they had a lot of pollen. Yeah, I didn't know either. I yeah. had no idea. Cool. Um, they found the more hemp plants in the area, the more bees flooded to them. The research also found, yeah, the taller hemp plants, they were, the bees were 17 times more likely to visit 17 a tall times? One, a tall one than a short one. That's interesting. In the height. There's that much more pollen? Or they maybe they just don't want to fly too low. Yeah, maybe not. They're literally getting high, these bees. <laughs> 17 times. From health aspects to manufacturing aspects, they found the plant can support no less than 16 different variations of bees. Wow. 
How are the Republicans going to go? Do they hate bees? <laughs> Consi- but it's funny considering that the plant doesn't produce colorful flowers or offer up a sweet, tasty nectar. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And I think of bees, I think of like flowers. and You know, bees are probably like, F it. We don't need, that's for you. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about, hemp. Yeah, hemp is where it's at. They say the male plant seems to offer pollen that bees can't seem to get enough of. Female like plants. a bee party. <laughs> the version of hemp plants that people smoke to get high doesn't seem to appeal to bees whatsoever. Okay. So it's the male plant with the pollen, no yeah, high. Yeah. No the, high. The lady plant. I wonder like, how that works evolutionarily. And how come we've never like, discovered this before? Yeah. Wow. The bees are back. <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny because they were saying um, the female plant, the version that hemp plants, uh, the version of hemp plants that people smoke to get high doesn't yeah. seem to appeal to bees whatsoever. Researchers feel this is because the female plant doesn't produce any flowers. So maybe oh. nature is saving the bugs they produce for humans. <laughs> okay. Um, well, there's so, always a reason for everything. Right. So it can have a big impact on... Uh, on everything, because yeah. you know how... We should be planting grow. hemp. We should be planting hemp all over the place. Sorry, yeah. Mitch McConnell. <laughs> we should be planting... <laughs> yeah, I know. We should be planting hemp. Yeah. That's cool. So, while many people just enjoy marijuana in different forms, and others mm-hmm. dislike it, the plant could very well be a crucial part of restoring the dying bee population. Yeah. I mean, as with many things, I say, if you don't like it, don't don't, don't no. do it. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> Leave it to the bees. Yeah. Um. So, I've got some... Um, member news. Oh, yeah, some dick updates, scrotum stories, penis news. Let's see what's happening. The Icelandic Phallological Museum, better known as the Penis Museum, is moving headquarters. Wow. Apparently, it's outgrown. It's <laughs> the space it was been in. It's been in the basement oh. of like of, of an H and M in Iceland <laughs> of an H and M, and it's 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 going to expand almost three times in size. Um, and there are going to be some new additions to the museum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you like, what kind of things do you think they would add to, like, a, a penis museum? I don't know. What would they add? A cafe. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> but of course. Hand in hand. Yes, yeah, so when you want to have a coffee afterwards. Yeah. I would think we better have a bar. Not a bad place to take a date mm-hmm. if your date is into penis. Regardless of the, you know. Yeah, and but if there's a bar down there and someone has a beer, of course somebody's going to say, <laughs> yes. nice head on that beer. Oh, see, and that's why. The, the bar should be called nice head. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the Icelandic Philological Museum, better known as the Penis Museum, is going to be moving. It's growing in size. Um, it's going to be closed for a little while, but then it's going to be back. And the, the, I like the end of the article. The Penis Museum has been a source of curiosity and fascination for many visitors to Iceland. And this will likely continue to be the case, even after being out of immediate public view. <laughs> <laughs> so it's coming back, baby. <laughs> coming back strong. Back on the menu. Boom. Meat is back on the menu soon. Three oh. times the size. <sighs> Penis news. All right, what do you have? You know, everyone loves the Disney stories and... The Disney, cha- like the movies for the kids. There's something about Disney that's always cre- like no. creeped me out. Well, it, maybe it's it, it, Walt good Disney. Reason, good reason to <laughs> think so. Um, but you know they're really popular because the parents can plop the kids down in yeah. front of them, and they have some. And then they don't have to pay attention to their children or interact right, with them in right. any way. And then they can buy them the toys and the games and, and all they, the stuff made out of plastic. Right, and then they have a few subversive jokes in the yeah. thing for the adults. And yeah. it's like this is clever, this is amazing, and everybody buys stuff, and yeah. everyone's rich. And the most important thing is everybody buys stuff. Yeah. 
But these, a lot of these stories from Disney, they're they're old stories. Yeah. And royalty free. No kidding. And but if you ever read one of the earlier versions of these stories, yeah, I have. They are <laughs> they're pretty brutal. They're brutal and wild, and like you can't believe that people were telling their children. So these things. when I was growing up, a lot of people in our community had the the original, mm-hmm. like the Hans Christian Andersen, and even older kind of versions of these stories. And we used to read them as kids, and they were not child friendly at all. No, they're not. There was always assault, mm-hmm. um, treachery, murdering of children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somehow Disney has managed to put a you know a nice whitewash on sheen that. off yeah. of it, but it also takes away the the cultural relevancy of the stories, mm-hmm. and it doesn't help you to understand what was going on in the cultures at the time that these stories were produced, which yeah. is important. That's what these stories were for. Yeah, right. They're kind of telling the story of what was happening, what people were thinking about, what the morality of the time was. Right. Yeah, I found a really old one in my mother's attic, and I was like, "Oh, let me read this to um, my niece and nephew." And I was like, I had to stop at every page and tell <laughs> yes. them, "Oh no, this is not the way." I'm, there was, um, but it's the way of the, of the world. Story. It was a part of the story where it was like the woman, the young, the maiden was walking through the woods, and there was a man in the bushes watching her mm-hmm. as she washed her face in the river, whatever it was, and he came out, and he was like, I was watching you, and I want you to come with me, and I'm, you're going to be my wife now, and it was like, yeah. no. I'm Who like, do they think the woodsman is? Yeah, but I said to her, my niece, I'm like, if any dude comes out of the bushes and says, you come with me now? Yes. You fucking run, This girl. is what the stories were trying yeah. to tell people. Like, they were scary to people then. I had um, a version of the one with uh, Cinderella where the sisters are cutting their feet. Yes. To fit into the shoes. There's also um, a, a story my mother used to read to me, and I actually went out and bought a version of it. It's called Poor Babes Lost in the Woods. Mm-hmm. So her parents used to tell her that story. When she was a kid, and probably her parents' parents told them that. And it was basically a story of don't go wandering around the woods. Uh-huh. And the story of poor babes lost in the wood is that they come to live with a step, the in-law, or not, not in-laws, they go to live with like a step-parent or something uh-huh. like that, or their uncle who wants their money. Uh-huh. And so he tells them, he tells a woodsman to take them out into the woods to kill them. Yeah. The woodsman takes them out into the woods, but he has a change of heart. And so instead of killing them, he leaves them in the woods. Mm-hmm. But and they say he should have killed them because then they end up wandering around for days. The first one then becomes too weak and sits down and, you know, lays down and dies. And the other one sits next to the the body until she dies as well. And then the birds come and cover them up. That was the story my mother used to wow. tell me. But you see, the it's the morality of that tale is that, you know, there are treacherous people out there. Mm-hmm. This is how people behave when there's an inheritance. And this is what happens sometimes when you think you're doing someone a favor mm-hmm. and you're not. The woodsman should have taken the children away. He should have turned the axe on the people who asked him to kill these children. But instead, he left them to mm-hmm. die in probably the most horrible way possible. Yeah. Which brings me to Snow White. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, this was like a Grimm's fairy tale. The Grimm's were German scholars and researchers and authors who collected folk tales that were part of rich oral tradition and they wrote them down. And these have been passed down from generation to generation, basically women telling stories to pass the time. Mm. And in 1812, they published the collection of nursery and household tales. And, and that's where Grimm's fairy tales I like came to from. think that just like, you know, that joke, the aristocrats, yeah. women are probably telling these stories at every single time. Like, what can I add to it? Last yeah, time yeah, I cut right. off their feet, I'm going to make it worse. Yeah, right. I'll show her. Right. 
So despite the title, the book title, the book was not originally intended for children. So Grimm's fairy tales yeah. is not for them. Um, the text usually included violence, incest, sex, and perhaps most deadly of all footnotes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And what you're saying in the Cinderella story, for instance, the step stepsisters cut off their toes and heels in order to fit into Yeah, the they wanted that money. Yeah. Um, it, there was the original title was Little Snow White. And in that original story, the evil queen asks a hunter to take Snow White to the forest to kill. Mm -hmm. Also happens in the movie. In the original version, the child is only seven years old. As opposed to Disney's 14. Yeah. You know, and because this child is being considered for marriage. Exactly. Um, in the grim version, the queen orders the huntsman to bring Snow White's internal organs. Yeah. And St. Kilburn, as proof, bring back, back the, the organs. The, the lungs and liver. Yeah. Why the lungs and liver? And then she eats them. That's right, she yeah. She eats them. And she, I, it's, According to their nutritional value. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's also a bit of, of like... Um, Devouring your enemies. That and gaining their power yeah. and their beauty and their, their yeah. youth by taking in that. But he kills a boar instead and brings back the queen, the boar's lungs and liver. And, and she doesn't realize she that it's... Them. She's like, yeah. Um, the cook had to boil in salt. Boil them with salt. And the wicked women ate them. Um, yeah. I uh, mean, if you're going to be wicked, that's how you do yeah, it. Yeah. Those bitches weren't fucking around. The queen tricks... Snow White three separate times in the Grimm version. The first time it was Snow White, she was like, try on this corset, which was so tight, Snow White passed, she passed up. Yeah. I remember my grandmother telling me a story thinking, man, Snow White, wise up, B. Yeah, and the dwarves had cut the strings. Yeah, just so she could breathe. The dwarves again cut the strings. Back to life. The second time she sells Snow White a poisonous comb. Mm -hmm. Oh, remember yes. this? It's like because the the evil queen took the form of a, a poor old woman. Yeah, and she put the stuff. comb in her hair, and she puts the comb in her hair, and it causes her to pass out. The dwarfs take it out. Yeah, okay. The third These time, dwarfs are probably like, oh, lady. It's like, girl, girl, thank God you're cute. Yeah, somebody you else know. comes up to you, offers you something, don't take it. Yeah, so here it comes with an apple. Oh, this looks good. Takes a bite and passes out. I think and they give her. She gives her the apple though after she like hasn't eaten anything. Yeah. For a long time. Right. But the thing is, now there she's having fainted and presumed dead, um, they put her in a glass coffin. Oh, the apple piece of the apple's in her mouth, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, when the when the prince happens in the happens by in the grim version, he insists on taking the deceased beauty away even though he's never met her. And like, he's like a necrophiliac or something. Yeah, it's like, yeah. come on, she's dead and he's like, She's so beautiful. Yeah, well, I, I don't care. I'm gonna take I her gotta back. take this glass. Still warm. Piece of food still in her mouth. <laughs> it's a snack. So how gross this guy never met. It's hundred percent gross. And keep in mind all royalty is gross. Knights right. as well. Yeah. <laughs> like there was no chivalry. So the priest I, I, the prince comes by. And it's like, nice looking lady, she's dead. I've mm -hmm. got to take this. And the whole, the dwarves hesitantly agree, but they're... They're like, get her out of here, dude, before she takes something from somebody else. But as they're carrying the coffin out of their house, one of them stumbles, and it, the jostling... Is that the hi-ho part? Hi-ho, <laughs> hi-ho, off to the cemetery <laughs> we go. Right. You fool. So the jostling... Yeah, knocks out so, the apple knocks piece. Knocks out the lodged apple, and she's revived. Mm -hmm. Without the influence of the prince's kiss. Worst... Witchcraft ever, lady. Whoever put that apple piece in there? <laughs> Come on. 
Like basic. So, but in the movie, Snow White and the Prince fall in love and get married. Never mind in the original tale that she's only seven. Mm-hmm. In the movie, the seven dwarfs chase the evil queen into the forest where she tumbles off a cliff and with a push from <laughs> a convenient lightning strike. And yeah. She does turn. She dies. Yeah. In the book, the queen attends their wedding, which she's meted out and, and pun- out of just punishment by dancing to the death. This, that's right. Oh my God. Yeah, in the book, oh, yeah, I forgot she wears that, yeah. like these cursed shoes and she has to dance yeah, she until can. she's exhausted and she dies. Yeah, I'm dancing as fast as I can. Yeah, yeah. That's um, a good story. Now, that is a movie I'd like to see. Then in another version of it with the queen, the queen's death, they place a pair of iron shoes into burning coals and they were brought forth with tongues and placed before her and she was forced to step yeah, into yeah, to put them on. red hot shoes and dance. So it wow. was... That's cool. That's another version. Oh, God. Those are, but th- that to me is a much more interesting and engaging story yeah. than the, Di- the Disney version. Well, I remember my grandmother telling me about the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, uh-huh. but the way she would tell me these stories, and the way she put it was they were seven dirty little men. Like they were not in a, a sexual way, but they were not like they were... cute. With you know, they, they were coal they miners. Were dwarves. They were miners. They would go yeah. down into the earth and mine whatever they were. But I also, they were more like jewels. more like churls. Yeah, in a way, mm-hmm. you know, they were cast off, right, living away from society because that at that time that's what a dwarf was kind of representative mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was an opposition to you know the people living in the regular society mm-hmm. or whatever. Okay, that's why they're in the woods. Yeah, they're miners. But the, the this when you know the history of this stuff, the Disney stuff makes no damn sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So these these outcasts were living in the woods, and now she's got to live with them and then cook for them. And clean mm-hmm. them but like it makes sense that she has to cook and clean because they're like, bitch, <laughs> like what are you? You know, like yeah. fine, you can stay here, but like you got to work. Yeah, we're not taking care of a kid. You know, interesting. Um, I like that story. I forgot about those. So, I got some legal hikey. Um, Greg sent this to me, Greg, my husband. And, I, well, this isn't really legal hikey. But this happened. The, the tagline is, I'm the sheriff, who are you? It happened I'm the in sheriff. Detroit. Oakland County Sheriff Michael Bouchard noticed something unusual Thursday. What he thought was a police car turned out to be a copycat. So, he sees a car driving around. Like, he's the sheriff. And he's like, this doesn't look familiar, mm-hmm. this cop car. Like, and there's nobody supposed on? to be out on this beat. So he went up to it and the, pulled the guy over. He said, um, who are you? And the guy, the guy asked him, who are you? He said, I'm the sheriff. Who are you? He's like, I'm the sheriff. <laughs> so Bouchard said he thought, originally thought the car was a Bloomfield Township police SUV, but he noticed some irregularities in the vehicle. First of all, the front windows were so dark you couldn't see inside, oh, which is not no. a cop car. No. And then he'd never seen that on a marked car before. Then also on the driver's door, there was a decal, decal saying emergency response, which apparently cop cars don't have on it either. Then he ran the plates, and the plates came back to an individual at a home. And again, he starts looking at the car again. It had, it had police push bumpers a light array around the back, and everything was all decked out. So it was oh a guy God. who had, like, gone through great lengths to make his car look like a cop car. 
so he's certainly up to he's good. up to something so the, he needs to he wants to help <laughs> the driver was also in possession of a loaded handgun and a knife but didn't hold a concealed pistol or weapons license he didn't know the driver's motives uh for dressing up his car like a police car his initial response was that he sometimes he said i sometimes help police but then the sheriff was like i don't even know what that means we're gonna have detectives like check this whole situation out how bizarre is that? That's There's so scary. There's a guy with a car that... But I, Where I, is this again? This was in uh, Detroit. Watch out, Detroit. But the idea that like someone is so bold as to ride around in a car that looks like a cop car, but like not really. Mm-hmm. So I bet you if, if we saw it, we'd probably be like, mm, just in passing. Mm-hmm. But if you start to look closer at it, so you know, a wow. little off. So I'm like, is this guy got like people in a bunker at home? No kidding. You know what I mean? Like, what what's going on here? If he's that bold driving around with him, what has he done already? Like, we're assuming this is his first foray out into mm-hmm. the world, but he's probably been driving around like this. He's probably done Yeah, he's stuff. done some stuff. So they said, although these occurrences are uncommon, the Township Police Department has posted some tips. Activate emergency flashers to acknowledge that you're being pulled over. Call 911 if you think you've been pulled over by someone impersonating a police officer. And then what we were always told told to do, like especially young women driving out where I'm from, is that if if a cop is trying to pull you over, let them let them drive behind you slowly to a public space, mm-hmm. somewhere where there's lights, a parking lot, somewhere. You don't ever really, unless it's an emergency situation, you don't really let someone pull you over in the middle of nowhere with yeah. no one around. Yeah, you just yeah. have to explain to them later. Look, I'm sorry, but I didn't, you know, I didn't feel comfortable. I just wanted to drive to this gas station. You can pull me over and arrest me here. Yeah. <laughs> Once when I was a new driver, when I was 17, um, that, there was a car with lights on it and it was, and I was like, oh, I have to pull over this. This is the police. No. Was it, was, it blue lights? No, red. Okay. Because a lot of people where I'm from, like um, emergency response people, volunteer firefighters, any number of people could have lights on their car. Yeah. But they were trying to pull me over and I pulled over and then they were, there were two guys and they're like, hi, how you doing? And, mm-hmm. I, was like, and I just stepped on the gas and like, <laughs> I was 17. Yeah. So, you're like, I, but I was like, am I, I'm supposed to be obeying the law. I thought they were. And they were up to no good. Even even if it is a police officer, go. We were told just go to uh, go. Just keep driving to the gas station or something. Nowadays, you know, I would say immediately turn your phone on, call somebody, let somebody know where you are. Well, there is a law now in New Jersey that for new drivers, you have to have so um, like a red dot on your license plate. So now people know that you're a new driver? That's that, dangerous. That you're seven, oh, you're you're 17 years old. You're underage. Hell no. Yeah, I know. The they tried to pass like, oh. a law like that in Maryland. We were like, no, why not just put a target on your daughter? Yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. And so it's like... No. 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 Pass. All right, so yes, yeah, somebody was running around. I like this. As a, um, who are you? I'm the sheriff. <laughs> who, who are you? What is the poem? Uh, I'm nobody. Who are you? Are you a nobody too? Then there's a pair of us. Don't tell. Yeah. And so I'm running that poem through my head, like I'm the sheriff. There's two of us. There's two of don't us. Don't tell. I wish the guy had said I'm the sheriff. There's a pair of us. There's two sheriffs in town now. There's a new sheriff in town. There's two sheriffs in town. <laughs> One sheriff, two sheriff, red sheriff, blue sheriff. It could be like a, a cop buddy movie. Yes. The two sheriffs. I'm the sheriff, too. But, like, too, like, part deux. Yeah. That kind of thing. All right, what do you have? Besides a bad premise for a film. I read this article. It was like, why don't we do what we want to do? 
I don't know. I, I do sometimes. You know what? I'll tell you what. Other people. <laughs> Lack of money. Like, for you, this is just somebody's, like, just amusing here. But, okay. like, you know, if, uh, about, two, you know, 200,000 years ago, I mean, like, people were, like, when you're hungry, you, you hunt. When you're tired, you they see assume fish. that. Every day you make decisions. Uh, where to eat, where to sleep, what to do based on the immediate impact of your life. Everything you do is for a purpose in the in the present moment. Mm. But you're not thinking about next week, let alone five years later. I am. I, uh, some people. You always have a plan. Are you kidding yeah, me? I know, I know. <laughs> so this is what this article is saying. And you make decisions based on your present observation, pre- present expectation, and present instinct. Mm-hmm. Yes, so you and every one of us in 100,000 years ago or from 100,000 years ago are designed to survive and keep yourself and our species going. Man, I guess. (laughs) We lived in an immediate return environment. Mm -hmm. So they're talking about now the delayed return environment. I mean, again, I'm saying we're assuming that. You don't know if there's probably some woman in a cave being like, I mean, I guess I should go out and and gather, but I'm not really feeling it today. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, like... mm. Um, berries can wait until tomorrow. So it's the idea of like you're working now to get paid two, a few weeks later, basically. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. exercising now to get in better shape for later. Later, mm-hmm. you're saving money now to prepare for a better retirement. Later. Well, that's how and time that's, works. That's how it. That's how it works. It's a delayed <laughs> return. Sure, yeah. Environment. Yeah. I mean, if you if you want to get paid right away, you should be a thief. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know. So you know, it's the idea of what are the delayed returns versus the pleasure that you're getting in the moment. Okay. You know, having a dessert all day makes you happy in the present, but then you're going to pay for it later. Sure. You know, so it's like, are you going to... Live for today? Live for today, or are you going to, like, how I'm, much pain are you going to be in today for... I mean, I feel like later? living for today is living for the past, in a way. Yeah. Just to throw that in there. You know? Because if it, if it's in in the moment, it's over. Versus thinking about the future. Right. So, like, if I'm, I'm hungry now, I'm going to eat something now. To me, that's kind of, you yeah, know, yeah. looking backwards. So, we need to pay the price at the present moment to achieve our future goals. Sure. But sometimes, if we're always living for our future goals, living mm-hmm. in the moment is so miserable. Yeah. So, you have to, like, strike a balance between immediate gratification and delayed gratification. Yeah. And what that what that is. I mean, and so it's like, that's the, the push pull yeah. for me is always interesting that the people who are always the saving, because we talk about the fire, the okay. fiery movement mm-hmm. that like live cheaply now for a retirement mm-hmm. later. But we're like, what if you don't make it to later? Yeah. And also what are you missing in the present? Mm-hmm. Like if you spend your twenties and thirties, just working, never going out, not dating, mm-hmm. you know, not going to that concert, not buying that book, whatever. And then you get to your forties and fifties, you're like, great, I have a pile of money, but you're alone. You don't, you don't even know. know you don't know who you are. Yeah, you don't know where to go. Yeah, you don't know what you want to do. You just start randomly because you didn't develop any mm-hmm. interests, and you haven't developed relationships mm-hmm. because it's not that you need money to develop relationships, but you know, we we've known each other for what more than a decade now. How much money do we spend together doing stuff? Quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, we can't just sit around and look at each other in like a, a cheap room right. all the time. <laughs> like we want to. We have to go out and experience. Yeah, we gotta see a movie are... or go to a concert or have a meal or have something to drink or mm-hmm. go somewhere. Try, you know, do something. Yeah. Without that, it's like, hey, how you doing? 
Yeah, you can. You, know? have to, you have to, and in between those things, then we work and we make yes, the money. Yes, you make the money, and then do it. So it's yeah. the idea of like that kind of that balance between the immediate pleasure and, and understanding you have to enjoy your life because you never know. Yeah. Versus, you know, just delayed gratification. And also, the idea that you could, you know, anyone could go tomorrow, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you spent all this time planning for an, uh, a time that. That never that will may come. or may not come. Yeah, so that's the one thing that this is this article talking about these things. Someone and considering it, those. Yeah, and so then it's like taking what that individual is wired for. Are you are you wired to crave instant results? Mm-hmm. Are you wired to for fight or flight? Like, what mm-hmm. kind of person are you? So you got to like take those things. Into I like to plan, um, but I like I like to do a mix. I like to have, you know, something I know I'm going to be doing something in a week, a month, oh. a year. And then I, I don't really plan further ahead than five mm-hmm. years because I feel like that's really, you know, being a little arrogant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I have a tale from Dirt Campfire. Yeah. Tales from Dirt Campfire is a segment where we find tales on the internet of the fake lore, folklore, paranormal ghost stories. Scary stuff. And we retell them here around the digital campfire. Yeah. So gather around. Gather around, listeners. Here it is. So I was it. I was in Costa Rica, and I was like, let me look for some stories. Oh, that's um, great. Okay. So there's one here about the, we talked about this maybe, but it's Tula Vieja. It's a ghost with the head of an old woman and the body of a bird. Oh. So we've had something similar to that, that before. It's said to have lived up in Pico Blanco, in the mountains of Escazú, which is outside of the capital of San Jose in Costa Rica. And occasionally it comes down to ambush local farmers, it says. And, oh. it, and it cries, boy, 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 which means like, I'm coming. Right? I'm coming, boy, I'm boy, coming, boy. I'm coming. Before devouring them. Okay. Some say she has a huge chichis, which is breasts, mm-hmm. in the and that constantly drip milk. And she's followed by ants everywhere. Now, what a visual. Wow. So it's a bird, uh, the head of an old woman, the body of a bird, but gigantic hooters. Okay. Lactating. And then ants following, a trail of ants following the milk. With the milk. Okay. One day. um, What does this mean? I don't know. One day, a man named Liborio Constantino de Jesus Fernandez, very specific, who was, uh, what they call him, Tuto Yo-Yo. He must be like, uh, like. (laughs) That name must be like Paul Bunyan to us. Like, we know what this guy's mythology is. Tuto Yo-Yo. He set out to trap the Tula Vieja. Supposedly she could only be caught with a special vine of Yasu, which is a a plant, which somehow he got his hands on. Because apparently it's impossible to find, or maybe it's like an ancient vine. He tamed her by inviting her to dance, because apparently she loved to cut a rug. Oh, okay. And then he returned to town. She sounds like fun. Yeah, to to brag about his success. No one believed him, so he went back a second time to say, hey, would you mind coming into town? Mm-hmm. She was like, sure, whatever. I've been captured. So she came into town. The, the, young, the townspeople were flabbergasted and delighted, but only for a moment. Um, then once he let her go, the legend kind of disappeared, and wow. people said that she never existed. She never existed. Yeah, she never existed. So there was another um, legend of a creature that has... Let's see if I can find it. It's La Segua. Uh, is a popular specter who appears to lonely men who are oh. walking through the deserted mountains. And that comes mm. in the form of a beautiful lady. Uh. The, the person who she encounters is usually in transit. On a horse, car, motorcycle, mm. on foot, whatever. After And if, he's, if the victim gives a ride to the girl, her face transforms from that of a beautiful woman to the rotting 
uh, head of a horse. Well, that's what you get because <laughs> you know what? Those guys had had shenanigans on their yes. mind. So she, oh. this beautiful broad, gets in. Yeah, you're like, all right. You look over. Next thing you know, same great body, but the head of a horse oh, yeah. rotting, flesh falling off of it. I don't think it's going to stop a lot of guys. <laughs> They don't I don't care. think they're just like, mm. they're like, you know what? 10%'s gone, the other 90% is here. Um, it is said that for some people, she kisses them and kills them with a kiss. With the which face? With which the head? horse face. Oh, okay. She kisses them with the horse face. Others said that they they she bites them on the cheek mm-hmm. and kills them with that. But those who are able to escape are marked as men who live a, an adulterous lifestyle or they are lustful. So this is, I guess, the the idea of like trying to frighten men off of you know picking up young ladies off the side of the road and trying to get off with them. Yeah, yeah, right. They, were, they were, but it's just, so we we've talked about some some weird creatures before, but this is the weirdest one. The idea of like a a woman body with the head of a horse. Yeah, you but know? it was that's really interesting. Like, why is that the thing? Why why, why is that horse? the thing? Yeah. And then this one, the other one, is the head of an old woman and the body of a bird. Okay, so they like the whole it, These are some kind of like mythical creatures. Yeah. But they've also got kind of a, a morality piece to them. Um, so don't pick up girls off the street. Or they'll turn into this thing. And they'll turn into this, this thing. thing. Um, and, a- and she's only getting with you because you are, you know, like it's not, don't think well of yourself like hey here's a beautiful woman it's like it's, no it's a it's an evil ghost. yeah she doesn't really like she's not interested in you she she's, she's not that into you <laughs> and then this other one she the, knows your game though the tula vieja who's the head of an old woman the body of a bird but loves to dance because she has to have a thing she has to have a quality that um will be her downfall yeah it has to have a way for her to be to be Build. There's another one. So Taken down. This Taken town that the first one is from, Escazu. Escazu means resting place. Um, and they have, it's also known as the city of witches. Mm. And they embrace it. Their football team is, is called Brujas FC, oh, which yeah, is witches, witches Football Club. Okay. And they also have a witch, people display witch figurines, like, around their houses, oh. like, on the chimneys and things like that. And uh, the municipal seal has a witch on a broom. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, the so they're into, into it. it. Okay. Well, then, the, see, they respect the power. Yeah. And they're like, if you're going to be up to no good. Yeah. So like, we know you are yeah. walking down the road. There will be, there'll, you have to pay the price. Yes. At some point. All right. So that's my tale. Very good. Like it. All right. Thank you for listening to Hey You Know It. Stay in touch with us during the week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Tumblr. Go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We'll read it on an upcoming show regardless of content. As always, we love your emails. Send us an email at heyyouknowit at gmail.com with your comments, questions, and segment ideas. Emails will also be read on upcoming shows. Please tell your friends about us because you know we don't advertise. And let them know we can be found on iTunes at stitcher.com and at heyyouknowit.com. Thanks.